C. diff spores and more is brought to you in part by Rebiotics, Microbiota Restoration Therapy. Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we welcome you to C. diff spores and more. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Rebiotics, a Faring Pharmaceuticals Company, for their generous support. You can find out more about their microbiome research and clinical trials at www.rebiotics.com. At this time, uh, it was, it's a pleasure to introduce, and is joining us today is Dr. Clifford McDonald from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. Dr. McDonald is CDC's Associate Director for Science and in the Division of Healthcare Quality Promotion, and he is at the forefront of efforts to prevent and treat C. diff. In their just-released 2019 ARS report, we will hear more about that with Dr. McDonald. And also joining us today is Dr. McDonald's colleague, Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra. Dr. Fleming-Dutra is the Deputy Director of the Office of Antibiotic Stewardship at the CDC. And it is Antibiotic Awareness Month, uh, actually Antibiotic Awareness Week, and Dr. uh, Fleming Dutra will have a lot to inform us and talk to us about all that we need to know about the Antibiotic Stewardship and Antibiotic Awareness Week. Thank you so much, both uh, guests, for joining us today, Dr. McDonald and Dr. Fleming Dutra. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. And Dr. McDonald, um, if you wouldn't mind, we're going to start with you first. If you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to introduce yourself and share your background with our global listeners. Sure, Nancy. Uh, So good to be on uh, your show again. Uh, My name is Dr. Cliff McDonald. I'm the Associate Director for Science, as you heard. I uh, have worked in this area of uh, healthcare-associated infections and specific C. difficile um, since around 2003, um, working here at the CDC to understand what was happening with C. difficile infections. Uh, I am by training a physician, uh, infectious disease training, in um, also medical microbiology and uh, medical epidemiology. And of course, um, C. difficile has been a, a big challenge to us and um, I got to know Nancy, uh, you through um, um, the fact that this was uh, plaguing people, and you've done such a great job in working to uh, get the word out about how we can prevent this. Well, thank you so much, Dr. McDonald. And if you wouldn't mind explaining to our listeners, um, a lot of them are patients and families uh, fighting and being treated and recovering from C. difficile. Uh, but there are a lot of listeners who don't understand yet what C. diff infection is. If you wouldn't mind just in, uh, informing yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Clostridium difficile is a bacterium. Um, it does. It is known for the fact that it does form spores. Most of the bacteria that we battle in hospitals um, don't necessarily do that. It it, it actually does. It uh, does not grow in the presence of oxygen, so uh, it won't multiply on a bed rail or something. But the spores will hang out, and they can be resistant to killing with disinfectants, and that's one of its one of the challenges it presents to us. Um, the other is that it. Uh, takes advantage of um, the fact that we use a lot of antibiotics. Clostridium difficile, you can find it in a lot of places. You can sometimes find the spores in the dirt and soil and things like that. But the main place we know of that it actually uh, multiplies up and, and increases in numbers is in the intestines of humans and other mammals. Um, and the place that it's spread from person to person the most is healthcare, where you have uh, people who are most vulnerable. So this organism takes advantage of um, the fact that people get antibiotics when they get antibiotics, um, which are life-saving. And we're going to hear more about that and how important they are uh, for treating infections in a lot of the uh, modern healthcare that we do today, you couldn't do without antibiotics. But uh, whenever an antibiotic is given or received by someone, uh, it doesn't just kill 
the good bacteria, um, say a skin or wound infection or sore throat or whatever, but uh, also affects the bacteria in the large intestine. And um, it's these good bacteria that live in our large intestine that usually uh, prevent C. difficile infections. And so at a time when people are susceptible is when their uh, normal bacteria have been uh, wiped out and uh, then they um, ingest or swallow one of these spores and they develop uh, C. difficile. Um, so um, C. difficile is not an antibiotic-resistant infection like the others will hear about uh, in the usual sense that it responds to the antibiotics we used to treat once someone has an infection. But uh, the bottom line is that uh, the, the things that we do to try to prevent C. diff are a lot like the things we do to battle all the other antibiotic resistance threats, and that is uh, use antibiotics more carefully um, or what we call antibiotic stewardship. You'll hear more about that. Uh, that's what Antibiotic Awareness Week is all about, and also uh, prevent uh, tra- transmission or cross-transmission between patients of uh, germs in healthcare settings. So that basically is, is what C. diff is about. Um, it it uh, sometimes uh, C. difficile does develop resistance antibiotics, but it's not the antibiotics, like I said, not the antibiotics that are used to treat C. difficile, um, but it's resistance to other antibiotics that are commonly used for other reasons. Um, like I said, um, you know, we're using antibiotics for a lot of different reasons, maybe pneumonia, for example, and some of the antibiotics that are used to treat pneumonia is one class of antibiotics known as the fluoroquinolones. Um, has been widely used for that. And, for example, C. difficile, some strains have developed resistance uh, to that antibiotic class. And so this is another way that C. difficile is like an antibiotic resistance threat because certain strains that are more powerful uh, might be selected by certain antibiotics. So uh, sometimes people talk about all this being a superbug, and that is when you have strains of a bacteria that are more powerful, um, more likely to cause infection. Uh, that also get selected for by certain antibiotics. And C. difficile also has that, where we've had certain strains come up that um, were more resistant antibiotics and also more likely to cause infection. So in all these ways, um, C. difficile has been a, a formidable foe uh, for us uh, in these last 10, 15 years. Um, and continues to be, but we are seeing progress, and we highlighted some of that in the recent uh, AR threat research report, um, and we can talk about that certainly, and, and certainly there's other uh, data that we have that's showing that uh, we are starting to turn the corner in fighting this infection. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. McDonald. And uh, not to change our our, our topic here, but in the most recently 2019 Antibiotic Resistance Threats Report, uh, the CDC has declared C. diff among the most urgent threats that we face. And if you wouldn't mind explaining, what are some of the reasons that C. diff is on the antibiotic resistance report and on the list? Yeah, so I mentioned how it's it's different from so we we included in the list as a urgent threat because it's causing so many infections, but we included in the report to begin with, even though it's an AR threats report, because like I said, the the main things we do to prevent it are just the same as we do for other AR threats, and that is we need to use antibiotics more carefully, and we need to um, prevent the transmission of this uh, bug in uh, healthcare settings. So so that is the bottom line. That's why we include it. But I've said also that um, certain strains of this organism also get selected through antibiotic use, and that's also something we see with the other AR threats. Um, and so, so that's basically uh, the reasons that we include it in the threat report because um, you'll do the same things to prevent C. diff as you prevent these other AR threats. And especially antibiotic uses is really, has really driven uh, C. diff uh, rates. And as you know, we've, we've talked about this over the years, Nancy, that uh, C. diff really seemed to take off in the early 2000s and um, uh-huh. uh, increased. You know, it was way back in uh, 1980 when it was first discovered, but 
Um, it really took off just around 2000, 2003, and then continued to increase till uh, about uh, 2012, 2014, and and since then we've we've seen these declines, and and we have a couple different data sources, but I think we want to first talk about. Uh, the, what the data that's in the AR threats report and um, the AR threats report um, overall the the ways we calculated the data are are different from the 2013 threat report now so there was this recent threat report in 2019 there was a previous in 2013 um, we knew that back in 2013 we were underestimating the number of cases. Um, for a lot of the AR threats, the CDIF method that we used is actually more similar than to, to the to the recent method as well. So we we didn't really underestimate back in 2013. We have numbers in the recent report that are really uh, very analogous or, or very much like uh, the numbers in the in the in the both in the 2013 and 2018 report. The um, Overall numbers, let me just say about the overall uh, AR threats um, as, as on the order of 2.8 million antibiotic-resistant infections occurring in the United States each year and more than 35,000 people dying as a result. But um, the, the C. diff proportion of that is, is around 223,000 um, and 224,000. Uh, is the number of C. diff infections in this 2019 AR threat report. These are cases in hospitalized patients. And if you look back at the 2013 AR threat report, you see a number of 250,000 cases also in hospitalized patients. Uh, so these are analogous numbers. We don't want to directly compare these because there's a little different methods uh, we used in the way we calculate these in both cases. But these numbers are very analogous. But I, I, that's the total number of infections. Um, the number of deaths in the uh, 2013 report was um, 14,000 deaths, and the number of deaths um, uh, attributed to C. diff in the present report is 12,800. So again, very analogous. Um, I, I won't say that they are directly comparable because, like I said, there are a little different methods, but these are the C. diff cases that occur in hospitalized patients. These are the cases that have their onset while people are hospitalized at you know, three days or more after hospitalization or people who come mm-hmm. in the hospital and need hospitalization and they have C. diff. Um, just let me know when we need to take a break, but... Um, uh, I will mention that there have been some other reported numbers from C from CDC. Uh, basically, a report in 2015 that suggested overall there's 453,000 cases. Realize that's the overall because not everyone with C diff is hospitalized. Um, C diff um, can, as you know, uh, commonly occur in people in the community, maybe who've gotten antibiotics on the community or otherwise develop C. difficile and fortunately do not require hospitalization, they are not in that 223,900 that are in this um, recent threat report, Um, but they are in the larger number that I mentioned. Okay, and Dr. McDonald, thank you so much for clarifying that, and well, at least we're going in the right way with C. diff. It's nice to see the decline. And with that, uh, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the 2019 AR Threats Report from the CDC and decoding the numbers with our guests, Dr. Clifford Clifford McDonald and Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join us on November 6th and 7th for the 7th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo taking place at the Doubletree Westport Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. To view the conference details and register online, visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org. Again, that's cdifffoundation.org. We look forward to meeting you in November. 
Rebiotics, a faring pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share our findings in the space. Visit Rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to C. diff, spores, and more. We would like to thank our guest, Dr. Clifford McDonald, from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, with his colleague, Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra, both joining us today to discuss the AR Threats Report from the CDC 2019 and also its Antibiotic Awareness Week. So at this time, I'm going to welcome back Dr. McDonald. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. We were discussing uh, the Antibiotic Resistance Report before break that was released uh, last week. And so, Dr. McDonald, how are we doing? Yes, yeah, so there, there's in the, in the threats report on uh, page 71, actually, if you, if you can get to it, uh, you can actually see a year-by-year number of these um, cases of C. difficile in hospitalized patients. And that shows that from 2012 to 2012-13 uh, were stable and 14 and 15 went up a bit. And now we've seen declines in 16 and 17, and so that's encouraging. Um, and again, these are the cases just in just the cases in the hospitalized patients, and there are additional cases that are not shown in this report that I mentioned make up the the remainder of what was reported back in 2011 is 453,000 cases, um, and the number of deaths are analogous to the previous report, 12,800 in this report, and previously 14,000. Uh, deaths, but there were different methods for estimating those deaths. So we don't want to so much do direct comparisons between their two reports. But you can see on page 17 um, the information we're presenting there from 2012 through 17 and those hospitalized cases. We have some other data sources too. Um, one of them, and I want to just share the the website with. Uh, your listeners, is our new uh, antibiotic resistance and patient safety portal. And you can find that at uh, HTTPS um, uh, ARPSP.CDC.GOV. Again, that's ARPSP.CDC.GOV. If you go to that portal, you can um, sort of interact with some of our data. Um, And one of the data one of the main data sources we have for tracking C. difficile, um, in addition to the, the data we use in the threats report, and that, that was from the system known as the Emerging Infections Program, but the other system that you can see the data on from in that um, portal is uh, our National Healthcare Safety Network, and that's our uh, main reporting system for individual hospitals, and we take that data on C. diff reporting, it's based on positive lab tests. It's called our lab ID event. 
uh, in NHSN. And we summarize the performance metric. The performance metric there is known as the standardized infection ratio. And so rather than total number of cases or a, a pure rate of C. diff, we actually use that ratio because we can better uh, compare uh, hospital performance over time and between hospitals. Um, now, the data you find on that ARPSP, that at antibiotic resistance patient safety portal I mentioned, um, is not down to the hospital level. You can actually see if you ever are interested in this NHSN data at your local hospital facility, you can go over to the hospital compare website. And I don't have the address for that, but you can easily find that through a Google search or other search engine. Uh, and at the hospital compare uh, website, you can actually find the SIR C. diff metric for your local hospital. But that C. diff metric, when we ball it up uh, nationally, we see that there's been a further decline in 2018 so that now there's been a uh, like a 29% decline uh, from 2015 through 2018 in that national SIR. So that's good news. That, that means that at least the hospital onset, and it's a subset of the hospitalized cases that are in the threat report, but again, it's an important part of, of transmitting a C. diff in the hospitals. Those hospital onset cases are coming down uh, when we compare them over time using a metric like the SIR that does attempt to control for some, some, some things that change over time, like the way people are diagnosing C. difficile. So I think we're making real progress, uh, especially in hospitals, uh, especially in nursing homes also, and that's actually going back to the threat report. I'm sorry to jump around, but, but these are different uh, important pieces of information. And in that threat report on page 72, you can actually see a graphic that talks about some of the declines we've seen in some nursing homes too. Um, and that was probably driven by antibiotic stewardship. So um, we are seeing declines in C. difficile. I think people are starting to get the message that Antibiotics, uh, although they can be life-saving, are not without risk. They carry risks like C. difficile infection, um, and so they shouldn't be taken uh, when they're not needed. And in hospitals, there's been increasing efforts to, um, to put in place antibiotic stewardship programs. Uh, in fact, that's now a, uh, a joint-commissioned CMS requirement for all hospitals to have an antibiotic, actually CMS, that's the Center for Medicare uh, and Medicaid Services, uh, and then Joint Commission is one of the hospital uh, deeming a, um, organizations that, that uh, survey hospitals, and there's other survey agencies as well. And um, there's, it's a requirement from, from all these sources that all acute care hospitals have antibiotic stewardship programs. And so uh, we'll hear more about Antibiotic Awareness Week, but um, it, it really is the reason why we should be aware of antibiotic C. difficile is a big reason. Exactly. Thank you so much, Dr. McDonald, for informing us of all of this really fantastic data that's being um, obtained from the different reportings. Now, you had mentioned all of these um, cases and uh, the nationally uh, decreased 29%. This is all from the new reportings that are, uh, are in existence from um, the CDC. These are all the, this is the new data for this year, correct? Yeah, the 2018. Yeah, so it's not it's not actually in the the, the threat report. The threat report only goes up to 17, um, and it uses the emerging infections program. But the um, uh, national HI progress report um, is in that ARPSP portal, the the, the address I gave earlier, and that's where you get to see the data from 15 through 18 in this. 2018 numbers now, or SIR, I should say, is 29% down from its baseline. And, um, That's wonderful. So, and there's some other interesting information. Yeah. Yeah. And these are hospital onset. And those are the hospital onset subset. So they are actually a part of the all hospitalized cases in the threat report. Um, what, what you have with C. difficile uh, in a lot of these uh, antibiotic resistant threats that are associated with healthcare is that you have, uh, think of it like a pie, um, uh, a pie chart, if you will, and, and one piece of it 
is those cases that have their onset when they're in the hospital. Uh, but there's many other cases that uh, may even be related to the hospital, but might have their onset uh, when people have gone home from the hospital. And sometimes those patients then get re-hospitalized and they go into that cases and hospitalized patients. But um, uh, so hospital onset is a subset of all cases in hospitalized patients. Uh, all cases in hospitalized patients are a subset of all the cases that occur anywhere, uh, both related to healthcare and, and less related to healthcare. Um, in the case of C. difficile, um, uh, probably only about half of all the C. diff cases now are occurring while someone is in either a hospital or a nursing home. Uh, about half are um, uh, what we call community-associated, and that means that these people are not in a facility at the time, nor have they been in a facility for the last 12 weeks. They've not been in a hospital or nursing home for the last 12 weeks. But even those, many of those patients, as you know, Nancy, have received care in a doctor's office or a dentist's office recently, and many of them have received, but not all, but but uh, the majority of them still have received antibiotics in the last 12 weeks. So antibiotics continue to be one of the most important um, uh, modifiable, what we call modifiable risk factors for C. difficile, the mo- one of the most important areas that we can improve use to reduce an infection. Exactly. And thank you so much, Dr. McDonald. And at this time, we're already going into our second break. Uh, please stay tuned. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To help support the C. Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. Diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. Diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. Diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Rebiotics, a faring pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share our findings in the space. Visit Rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome back to the program. It is our pleasure to introduce and reintroduce uh, our guest today, Dr. Clifford McDonald from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, with Dr. Catherine Fleming Dutra. Dr. Dutra, Dr. Fleming Dutra is the Deputy Director of the Office of Antibiotic Stewardship at the CDC and is, and it is U.S. Antibiotic Awareness Week. 
So right now, um, let's discuss with Dr. Fleming Dutra um, about why we should all be taking, talking about U.S. Antibiotic Awareness Week. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, Right. So this week is U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week, and it's actually part of a global observance. It's also World Antibiotics Awareness Week, and there's um, observances in many countries around the world. And um, as we've been talking about today, um, using antibiotics appropriately is so very important to protect patients. Um, Antibiotics are life-saving medicines, um, and they're used to treat um, bacterial infections and can be life-saving for those infections um, and we all know that they're um, critically important. But anytime you use antibiotics, they can lead to side effects um, such as C. difficile infection and they can lead to antibiotic resistance. Um, and so that's why it's so important to only use antibiotics um, when they're needed and when they are needed to use them um, correctly. And so that's, um, that's why it's so important that we're talking about appropriate antibiotic use and why we are um, holding this one-week observance, U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week. And it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Fleming Dutra. Can you also explain to our listeners, our global listeners, um, exactly what is antibiotic stewardship? So antibiotic stewardship is the effort to measure and improve antibiotic use. And what that really means is this concerted effort by healthcare providers, healthcare systems, public health, um, to, to make sure that we're using antibiotics appropriately. And by that, we mean when they're needed and when they're recommended by um, national clinical practice guidelines or other um, guidelines, when they're really needed to treat, um, prevent or treat a bacterial infection. Um, and so that's, that's what antibiotic stewardship is. And so um, U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week is our annual, again, one-week observance um, that really gives us the chance to talk about the importance of appropriate antibiotic use Um, both to combat the threat of antibiotic resistance and to protect patients from side effects like C. difficile infection. And as I said before, it is is a global um, observance. And so U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week coincides with World Antibiotics Awareness Week from the World Health Organization um, and many other observances around the world, such as European Antibiotic Awareness Day, Australia's Antibiotic Awareness Week, and Canada's Antibiotic Awareness Week. So um, we're very excited to um, to be um, doing this um, during U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week. Thank you so much, Dr. Fleming Dutra. Um, the hashtag we're using for this week is it hashtag uh, USAAW. I think that's what it is. So the global hashtag um, is hashtag antibiotic resistance. Um, and I have to admit that I am not. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not a social media. Um, oh, no. no. Um, yes, yeah, you were correct. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking it up. Um, but the, um, the global one, um, in coordination with all the global activities, is hashtag antibiotic resistance. And then you can also use hashtag USAAW19, which stands for U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week 2019. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. I just wanted to um, share that with our listeners so that they can also obtain additional information out there on um, social media excuse me, on the social media. And Dr. Fleming Dutra, what does antibiotic resistance mean to families and what can they do to prevent it? So antibiotic resistance is really one of the most pressing public health threats. Um, As we've talked about, um, antibiotics are life-saving medicines and they are used to prevent and treat bacterial infections. And when you need an antibiotic, you should actually, you should absolutely take it. It's really important And the benefits um, are going to outweigh the risk of any side effects or resistance if you really need that antibiotic to treat a bacterial infection. Um, But um, antibiotics, also really important to understand about antibiotics is that they effectively underpin modern medicine as we know it. Having effective antibiotics, again, to prevent and treat bacterial infections allows us to do things like surgeries, um, treat cancer patients with chemotherapy, to do organ transplants um, safely and effectively because we can prevent and treat bacterial infections in these vulnerable patients. And so that's why antibiotic resistance is such a pressing problem um, because it, it puts um, all of us at risk, um, particularly modern medicine at risk, um, if we don't have effective antibiotics. And exactly. so for families... Yeah, for families, what that means is that it's so important to use antibiotics only when needed um, and when needed to use them correctly. And antibiotic resistance, so taking an antibiotic 
um, doesn't just mean that somebody else down the line could get an antibiotic-resistant infection, but it actually puts the person who's taking the antibiotic themselves at risk for an antibiotic-resistant infection. Um, but that's not all. As we've talked about, um, antibiotics can also increase your risk for getting C. difficile infection or getting other side effects. So like all medications, we need to use them only when needed. So there's lots of things that patients and families can do to prevent um, antibiotic resistance. Um, so one is to be aware of how important it is to use antibiotics only when they're needed, um, to make sure that you're talking to your doctor about this when you feel sick. Don't pressure your doctor for an antibiotic, but instead ask what's the best treatment for your illness, what's the best thing, way that I can feel better, or that the best thing I can do for my child to help them feel better if it's your child or your loved one who's sick. Let your doctor know that you're worried about antibiotic resistance as you're having these conversations. And then it's also um, really important to do your best to stay healthy um, and to keep others healthy. So really simple things like washing your hands are incredibly important to stop antibiotic-resistant infection. In fact, um, antibiotic-resistant um, germs from spreading, um, as, as well as keeping yourself healthy, um, covering your cough and sneezes um, when you're ill, staying home when you're sick. And really important is to get recommended vaccines because they can keep us healthy and keep us from ever needing um, to go in um, to a doctor or to, um, to get antibiotics. So one really important vaccine um, right now that we should all be thinking about getting if you haven't gotten that can really keep you healthy this season is the flu vaccine. Exactly. The flu vaccine, it's a great prevention. And also, um, Dr. Fleming Dutra, if you can just share about viruses versus bacteria and maybe the diagnostics the healthcare professionals uh, can utilize to verify um, the symptoms. Right. So as we've, as we've talked about, antibiotics um, work um, to treat bacterial infections, but they do not work on viruses. And many um, common infections that, um, especially the ones that um, people get in the winter, but all year round, um, are often caused by viruses. So things like common colds, influenza, flu, um, most acute bronchitis are, are caused by viruses, and antibiotics won't help treat those infections because they're not caused by bacteria. And, um, but even if you, t if you take an antibiotic for those infections, for viral infections, they won't help and they could cause, could cause you harm. Um, and actually, even some common bacterial infections don't need antibiotics. Um, so they, if your doctor says that you have a bacterial infection and recommends an antibiotic, you should actually, actually, you should absolutely take it. But some um, common bacterial infections, such as um, many sinus infections and some mild ear infections, um, are, are often bacterial but don't need antibiotics because the patient can get better on their own. There are, um, for common infections, some tests that can help you determine whether um, an infection um, is caused by bacteria or virus. But actually, for many common outpatient infections, um, tests are often not needed, and your doctor can make that decision based on um, a history and a physical exam. Um, so it really depends on what your symptoms are, what you're presenting with, um, whether or not a, a diagnostic test is, is even needed um, for them to make that decision. Okay. Well, thank you so much, doctor. And doctor, what are um, ways, what are some of the ways that communities can get involved in raising antibiotic awareness this week and always? Right, so um, CDC has lots of messages um, available on our website. So um, at www.cdc.gov slash antibiotic dash use um, is um, our website. Um, there we have our U.S. Antibiotics Awareness Week toolkit with um, lots of different um, materials, tools, and even social media posts that can be shared if um, communities want to get involved. Um, and so we always um, love it when others um, share our messaging and help us um, reach additional um, people with those messages. And additionally, like we talked about, um, you know, promoting those ways to keep people healthy, um, cleaning your hands, um, covering your cough, um, staying home when sick, getting recommended vaccines, and helping um, your friends, talking to your friends and family about why it's so important to use antibiotics appropriately, um, to have those conversations with your um, doctor, not to pressure them for an antibiotic, and to ask um, for the best treatment for their illness um, when they are sick. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Fleming Dutra. 
Uh, at this time, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing uh, the Antibiotic Awareness Week and AR Threats Report with Dr. Cliff McDonald and Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join us on November 6th and 7th for the 7th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo taking place at the Doubletree Westport Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. To view the conference details and register online, visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org. Again, that's cdifffoundation.org. We look forward to meeting you in November. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Rebiotics, a fairing pharmaceuticals company, has set out to understand the connection between the microbiome and disease through clinical study and innovative science. Our clinical studies investigate the potential of the microbiome as a therapeutic option for patients with unmet medical needs. Our focus is currently on patients suffering from recurrent C. diff infection. Partnerships drive innovation in the growing field of microbiome technologies, and we're excited to continue to share our findings in the space. Visit Rebiotics.com, R-E-B-I-O-T-I-X.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean, dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Now, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more, where we welcome our guest, Dr. Clifford McDonald from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, with his colleague, Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra, uh, they both are here today discussing Antibiotic Awareness Week with the 2019 AR Threats Report, and we thank them both for being with us today. Thank you for uh, joining us, Dr. McDonald and Dr. Fleming Dutra, and we welcome you back to the program. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we thought we might just sort of recap a couple of things we talked about and. First of all, uh, we do want to say again that there is good news on uh, many of the antibiotic-resistant threats, uh, not just C. difficile. We mentioned C. difficile, but several of the other um, antibiotic-resistant threats that are mentioned in the report. By the way, the the report actually has um, uh, five different urgent threats, um, um, about eight or ten serious threats, and uh, other concerning threats in a watch list. Um, and not all of these are healthcare-associated, but uh, almost all the healthcare-associated threats, um, uh, things like carbapenem-resistant acinetobacter or uh, carbapenem-resistant enterobacteriaceae or, or C. difficile, or, um, 
these are all uh, urgent threats that are healthcare associated, and, and they are decreasing, as, as we mentioned, C. difficile is. Um, others also um, in the serious threat category, like vincomycin resistant enterococcus and pseudomonas, are also decreasing. Um, there are others that, uh, unfortunately, that are somewhat health, well, they are healthcare related, extended spectrum beta lactamase. And unfortunately, they have increased uh, dramatically over the last several years, 50%, 40 to 50%, mostly in the community um, and not always healthcare associated, but, but many of them are as well. And then, of course, we also have the new urgent threat of Canada auris, a uh, fungus on the horizon too. Um, there are other um, outpatient um, threats like the drug-resistant gonorrhea and things uh, that are not decreasing. But in healthcare-associated infections, we are seeing declines, and, and we think that it is because of our efforts in infection control and antibiotic stewardship, and we hope that these declines can continue. Uh, also, you'll find in the report some very good information about alternative therapies. We, I think, mentioned vaccines um, and, and other things, and also uh, new therapies under development. Um, these could reduce some of the pressure on uh, antibiotics and the pressure on antibiotic resistance. Also, material in here about um, how patients are moved around and um, how that can spread infections and spread antibiotic resistance. Um, so these are all some things you want to avail yourself. Also, some basic information about how antibiotic resistance develops, uh, what are mobile genetic elements, how does the resistance genes uh, spread, uh, how antibiotic uh, resistance is really a One Health uh, issue, that there's components that have to do with animal health and, and the environment as well as human uh, health care. Um, and so this really is a, a global problem and a problem across, uh, not just in healthcare, but well beyond healthcare and even in the environment. Uh, so we're going to have to continue to apply pressure and work together to, to prevent uh, this threat. That's really a, a threat to modern healthcare. Um, at the same time, really encouraging news is, as we've heard, uh, and encouraging especially also to see um, antibiotic stewardship really taking off the way it is, and you just heard about that. Uh, I want to just say also, you know, it's not just about the people who develop the infections, but it's about our children too um, and the type of world they'll face and, and uh, what kind of uh, infectious disease threats they're going to face. I think um, Dr. Fleming Dutra mentioned how it, we really wouldn't be able to do the things we do in healthcare, uh, organ transplant, open heart surgery, um, cancer chemotherapy, bone marrow transplants. These types of things wouldn't be possible if we didn't have antibiotics. Antibiotics, we've just sort of grown to take them somewhat for granted and how important they have been uh, in saving lives. And uh, I just want to uh, end with that. And, and uh, Dr. Fleming Dutra, maybe you have some more you can add just about um, the importance of taking antibiotics when we need to as well. Right. Thank you so much. Um, right. Exactly um, as we've been talking about and as Dr. McDonald just said, antibiotics are some of the most powerful tools that we have to, um, to fight life-threatening infections, particularly bacterial infections like those that can lead to sepsis. And that's why um, it's so important that we have um, antibiotics. Um, and it's important that we make sure that we're using them properly because anytime antibiotics are used, they can lead to side effects like C. difficile infection um, and to antibiotic resistance. Um, and antibiotic stewardship, which is the effort to measure and improve antibiotic use, is a key strategy to combat antibiotic resistance, to prevent C. difficile infections, um, and protect patients. Um, and so for the patients out there, it's important to remember that while antibiotics are important, important um, medicines and you should take them when you need them, they're not always the answer um, when you're sick. Um, they're not needed for viruses and they won't work for viruses like colds and flu. Um, so make sure that you're asking your doctor for the best treatment um, for your illness. Um, don't pressure your doctor um, for antibiotics. And remember um, to do your best um, to do the things to keep yourself and your family um, healthy um, by cleaning your hands, covering your cough and sneeze when you're sick, staying home when you're sick, 
sick and getting recommended um, vaccines, um, including um, the flu vaccine. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra, would you mind just uh, reiterating and sharing the website again where our global listeners can access all this wonderful information? Absolutely. Um, It's www.cdc, as in Centers for Disease Control, so www.cdc.gov slash antibiotic hyphen use. Okay, wonderful. Well, all I can say is thank you and thank you to you and to Dr. Clifford McDonald and to Dr. Catherine Fleming-Dutra from the CDC. And also, um, if you need more information about any, in, any infection or any uh, public information, you can always uh, visit the cdc.gov. Uh, and .gov, and that uh, website will help you learn more than you would never believe. So we just thank you so much, Dr. McDonald and Dr. Uh, Fleming Dutra, for joining us today. Uh, we also f- thank you and are grateful for your dedication in the healthcare uh, community. And at this time, the members of the CDIS Foundation wish to acknowledge all of the organizations around the globe that are dedicated to improving health. The organizations and professionals researching and developing new products and ways to address not only C. difficile but all infections in prevention, treatments, protection, protecting the gut microbiome, clinical trials, diagnostics, and environmental safety worldwide. To learn more about C. difficile infection and recurrent C. difficile infection clinical trials that are presently in progress and how to take part in a clinical study, Visit the CDIS Foundation's, Foundation's website, www.cdisfoundation.org, and help them to help you to help others. At this time, uh, we would like to send out our get well wishes to all patients uh, being treated and recovering from a CDIS infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. together.